Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. As a kid who grew up in the 90s and wore out her doggy style CD in her Discman, or maybe it was a tape in a Walkman, the yellow one, can't remember, and can still sing every word to Lottie Dottie and Gin and Juice, Snoop Dogg will always have a special place in my heart. But never in a million years did I think my boomer mother would say to me, I have a whole new respect for Snoop Dogg. First of all, it was weird to hear her even say the words. My bougie boomer mom who likes to rock out to the Rolling Stones while wearing her David Yearman jewelry saying the words Snoop and Dogg in the same sentence is bizarre. She wasn't exactly a fan of any of the music I listened to growing up, except for maybe Alanis Morissette. But why am I sharing this? First, let's talk about how we got to the place of having this conversation because it was totally random, was the inspiration for this episode, and leads me into the first lesson I want to share today. The short story is my mom has to have foot surgery, and as if giving up heels for a few weeks isn't hard enough, she actually has to wear, as her doctor called them, tennis shoes. I don't ever remember anyone referring to them as tennis shoes, they're sneakers. So I'm on the phone with my mom. She's explaining this to me and I start searching the internet to find some decent looking all black sneakers that she can wear to work. She's a business banker. So professional attire matters. We'll give her the required support, but also won't make her feel silly. She's pretty fashionable. She mentions that there is a Skechers store near her, which we both perceive to be lower price. And that works for something my mom's going to wear for a few weeks and then probably donate. Plus, from all those commercials back in the day with that one celebrity, can't remember her name, we both have the perception that Skechers are comfortable. So I go to the Skechers website, and what is the first thing I see on the homepage? In a big, giant banner at the top of the screen? Fucking Snoop. That dude is literally everywhere, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. Now, at the time of this recording, that banner is no longer there, though I was able to pull it up in the web archive, and there's a screenshot of it on my website if you want to check it out. Anyway, so there's Snoop in collaboration with Skechers, a brand, by the way, that is not inexpensive. So I laugh out loud, and I tell my mom, Snoop's on the homepage, and she says, oh, you know, I watched him as a mentor on The Voice, and I have a whole new respect for him. She had a similar sentiment about Nicki Minaj after seeing her as a judge on American Idol. So why do I share this long roundabout random story about my mom and her sudden appreciation for rap artists? Because perception and positioning matter. I don't need to see Snoop mentor other musicians for me to appreciate him. I love Snoop. I love his music. I love his vibe. I think he's hilarious. And he makes me nostalgic. 
But my mom needs to see him in a completely different light to appreciate who he is and what he does. As they say, perception is reality. And how you position yourself in the market, where you show up, how you show up, who you partner with, all of those things are going to create a perception of who you are as a brand and a business in the mind of the audience you're in front of. Look, you don't have to be everything to everyone. You shouldn't be. That's a tough feat to pull off. Snoop is doing a great job at it. Maybe it's just because he has so much swag that he can get away with it. I mean, the man hosted a game show. Granted, it didn't last, but typically you would see someone take a job like that and think, oh, okay, so that's what you're doing. But instead, Snoop does it and you're like, yeah, Snoop has a game show. It's a totally different vibe, you know? Putting your name on so many different things doesn't work out for everyone. And it has definitely ruined the cachet of some brand names, Perry Ellis and Ed Hardy, to name a few. But perception is so important when it comes to business and building a brand. And I want you to think about it and be intentional. Being top of mind is important too. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, Snoop is everywhere. He's with Martha. He's on wine bottles. He's on The Voice. He's on a video thanking himself. He's on the Skechers website. He's probably in a lot more places that I don't even realize. But you can't be in all the places. Well, because you're not Snoop and you don't have a giant team to help you be in all the places. What you can do, though, is be consistent and stay top of mind in the places you already are. Half of the battle when it comes to marketing your business and brand is just being consistent, showing up and getting mindshare. It's the same reason why the biggest brands in the world still pay $6 million plus million for a 30-second ad during the Super Bowl. If you do want to show up in more places, but aren't really sure how to do that without running yourself ragged, start creating omni-channel marketing campaigns that rely more on repurposing versus more creation. And you can check out episode 193 for a walkthrough on how to do that. And the way Snoop stays top of mind goes hand in hand with diversification. Let's assume Snoop had no nest egg, no investments, just living paycheck to paycheck. Even if one or more of his revenue streams disappeared tomorrow, there would be something else to carry him through. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to go start five new companies or create a whole bunch of new products. But you do need to think about all the ways you're generating income in your business right now all the ways you're marketing your business right now. If you are relying too much on any one channel, that could potentially be a problem for you later down the road. We know what happened when the pandemic shut down retail and when Amazon wasn't shipping non-essential items. We've heard the horror stories of Etsy stores that got shut down for trademark violations, brands that relied too heavily on Facebook ads before iOS 14, and their business completely tanked when that change took place. I know all of these lessons are overlapping a bit. And yes, there is a fine balance between hedging your bets and being spread too thin. There's no science to figuring out what the perfect balance is because it's different for every business, product, owner, goals, etc. I just want to make sure that you're conscious of it and thinking about it. So often we get caught up in the day-to-day of running our businesses that we forget to pull back and look at the big picture. I don't want you to run your business or live your life in fear, but it's important that you're aware and at least semi-prepared for all the strange things that can happen when you least expect it. What diversification looks like for you is completely going to depend on your business and where you're at right now. 
If all of your traffic is coming from Instagram, maybe you need to start working on SEO. Maybe you're only selling on your own website right now and you consider putting your bestseller on Amazon or another marketplace. Maybe you rely 100% on Etsy or Amazon and so you start your own Shopify store so you have a backup should your listings get shut down. Just don't put all your eggs in one basket, okay? And this leads me to the next lesson we can learn from Snoop and that's collaboration. Sure, he's got his hands in a lot of things. His name is on a lot of products, but they're not all his products. Some of them are just collaborations like his wine with 19 Crimes. You'll always hear me say the fastest and least expensive way to grow your business is to get in front of other people's audiences. That could be another business, an influencer, or even just the friends of your existing customers. What started out as a single guest spot cooking mashed potatoes and seemingly promoting cognac in a bottle shaped like the perfect, in air quotes, hourglass female body, turned into a 15-year friendship full of shows and appearances, has brought both Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart in front of audiences they likely never would have connected with. Now, does this mean you go out and find the most random collaboration partner possible? No. You still want it to be aligned with your brand and perfect customer base because let's face it, you're not Snoop Dogg or Martha Stewart, but they are proof that you can think outside of the box and still find success. Do you remember the Poopery and Super Coffee collab? That was a great example of a not so obvious, but also the most obvious collab ever. You've seen it in a ton of fashion brands like Isaac Mizrahi and Target, Balmain and H&M, Balmain and Victoria's Secret, Balmain and L'Oreal. Olivier loves a collab. You've also got Louis Vuitton and Supreme, Manolo and Birkenstock, Adidas and Prada, and the upcoming Tiffany's and Nike. Even some of our very own e-commerce badassery crew members are using collaborations in their business. Larissa Loden regularly partners with other artists to create jewelry items. The Very Best Cookie does collabs to create new sweet treats. And Abby of the Ginger Hill Farmer creates graphic tees in partnership with local organizations. Collaboration doesn't always mean creating a brand new product. Sometimes it's just partnering with influencers who promote your brand on a regular basis. Think of it as the more accessible celebrity face. Snoop and Corona, Snoop and Skechers, Shaq and Papa John's, Amy Schumer and Tampax, George Clooney for Nespresso, Beyonce and Jay-Z for Tiffany's, Kevin Hart and Chase. You get the idea. Of course, you'll want to be mindful of who you partner with because these names will be tied to your brand. Adidas is trying to figure out what to do with all their leftover yee inventory. But this is another one of those times where being a small business works in your favor because it's less likely you'll have to deal with that sort of fallout. Creating great influencer partnerships as a product-based business isn't about getting the biggest name, so don't be intimidated or think you have to have a huge budget for this type of relationship. Typically, smaller creators and influencers have more engaged audiences who are willing to actually buy what they promote anyway. Ultimately, there are so many ways to go about this and infuse these kinds of relationships in your brand. I just want you to keep an open mind about it and stop thinking you have to try and grow your business in a secret silo behind your computer screen. So let's recap the four lessons Snoop Dogg can teach us about marketing and business. One, perception and positioning matter. Be intentional about how you put yourself out there in the world. Two, Stay top of mind through consistently showing up in front of your customers. 
You want them to be thinking of you even when they're not ready to buy your product. Three, diversify your marketing and revenue streams. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. And four, get in front of other people's audiences through collaboration and partnerships. If all of this is sounding great, but you struggle to know where to start or how to get there, join me in the lounge membership. We have a ton of training to show you how to figure out your best next steps, how to actually do the things we teach, and you'll get access to me, our resident Facebook ad strategist, Nicole Dietrich, and a community of other e-commerce entrepreneurs to rally around you. And that's a wrap. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I know you could be anywhere on the internet and I so, so appreciate that you're here with me. I hope you're having an amazing day and I'll see you on the flip side, friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.